Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I am your host, Dave Kahlo. This is episode number 262, and we're talking with Brooks Dunn of Agent Efficiency. Big thanks to NetSuite for sponsoring the show this week. We'll hear more about them in a bit. Now, if you like this show, join our Discord to chat with us and like-minded homeworkers. Plus, listen along as we record the show live each week and grab Discord exclusives like worksheets and more. You'll find a link to all of that in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Know that we read and respond to every message we receive. Now, let's get started. How are you doing, Harry? I am great. How are you, Dave? I am doing very, very well. I'm drinking some tea, and I have a bit of a funny story. Mm-hmm. So I was, it was one of those days where I wanted some tea and we didn't have any in the house. And I said, that's it. I'm going to order some tea. And I wanted to order a lot. Um, so I went online. I went to Adagio. This is not an ad, but I love getting tea from Adagio. And I bought some Irish breakfast. And I said, how much should I get? I don't know. And I saw 16 ounces and said, okay, that'll be good. That sounds like it'll last me a long time. Well, <laughs> what showed up at the house is essentially a pillowcase full of tea. It's as big <laughs> as my face. I'm going to be drinking this for uh, probably the rest of this year. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm tucking into my pillowcase full of tea. That's um, what have you been up to? <laughs> I um, so I've been placing some very large orders all over the internet. Um, I, yes, I got half of my autonomous standing desk. I got um, the cable tray that goes with it, and mm-hmm. I have a set of speakers coming to the house tomorrow. I've just, I'm so I, I mentioned on a previous episode my new job. They gave me a stipend to outfit my home office, and so look I, at you. I'm very excited, and and I've got um, so autonomous shipped half the desk via FedEx, half the, the desk via UPS. Don't know why, but I have half my desk, so mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the other half to come, and then hopefully either this weekend or early next week I will be assembling um, the whole thing, and I'll be taking pictures, putting them on Instagram. But I'm 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 going to become one of those those minimalist YouTube guys on uh, you know who do the the minimalist desk setups and everything. That's going to end up being me. Just remember that you're supposed to start every video with "What up, guys?" Smash that like button. I think it's in the rules of YouTube. So, um, before uh, before we get to our tools of the week, I do want to talk to to um, our guests. We have a great guest this week. Uh, Brooks Dunn wears many hats <laughs> over at Agent Efficiency, including writing, authoring, and the Productivity Show, which is a great podcast you should all listen to. Uh, Brooks, thanks so much for joining us this week here at Homework. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I, I actually have a similar story to your tea story. Ooh. A while ago, I saw a I read about this box cutter that, uh, you know, just makes it really easy to open Amazon packages. So I mm-hmm. bought one of those uh, and I thought, well, I should have two, one for upstairs, one for down, downstairs. So I ordered two. But what I didn't realize is it was actually two boxes of a dozen box cutters. <laughs> so now, now I have more. I don't even know what to do with these things. I've got a box upstairs and a box downstairs. But if anyone, if anyone's in the the Metro Vancouver area up in up here in, in Canada and you need a box cutter, uh, let me know and we'll meet at Starbucks or something because I have way too many box cutters. One in every room of the house. You'll never be without. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I need to open this box. Oh look. I'm on the toilet and I got a box. I've got it taken care of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm set. I'm set for box cutters. Yep. Well, uh, the box cutters, of course, are useful tools, which brings us to tools of the week. Before we get to the topic that we're going to discuss this week with Brooks, um, 
we of course want to review our tools of the week. Harry, what is your tool of the week? My tool of the week. So I I started this new job and it's been back to back to back meetings and I haven't really had a chance to go outside with my son that that much this week. We went we went outside today. <coughs> And one thing I, I started doing over the summer um, while I was out of work and before I started my contract job and, and everything, I took up bird watching and I got myself a pair of binoculars and I started going outside in my backyard because I couldn't go anywhere else. And we have um, three quarters of an acre that we sit on and I would walk outside, go down towards where um, the river is uh, and because uh, I'm, I'm about, um, I want to say like quarter of a mile from the Raritan River. And I would oh, just nice. watch the birds and cardinals, blue jays, um, uh, woodpeckers, hawks uh, are nesting nearby. And hmm. so I bought these Celestron Outland X 10 by 42 binoculars, um, relatively inexpensive for, for binoculars. Uh, I think when I bought them, they were about 50 bucks. Now they're up to like 66 on Amazon. And, um, you know, they're, they're rubber coated, they're sturdy. Um, they've got an adjustable knob in the middle so you can adjust your focus as, uh, to what you're looking at, um, depending on distance and they, they can see pretty far and, and it's been really enjoyable and it's just, it's one of those things, you know, just don't sit in front of a desk all day. If you can help it, you know, get up, walk outside, go outside, look around, look at nature. I, I missed it. You know, today we got to go outside for about 15, 20 minutes and I just, I hadn't been outside in like a week and I was like, oh, I miss the fresh air. I miss looking at yeah. the trees and everything. So, you know, my tool of the week is just uh, something to help you get outside and, and avoid your, your blinking screen all day. Very nice. Uh, something we could all use. A little more of right now, I believe. <laughs> Outdoor time. Yep. Um, my tool of the week is something that's um, kind of silly, but I actually think it's a very useful tool. There's a company, a Japanese company, stationery that uh, called Hobonichi. Mm -hmm. um, they make a notebook that I really love called Hobonichi Techo. Um, it's a six size, um, one year um, worth of pages in there. And it's a very, very uh, pleasant notebook to use. It's nice to write on. It has very, very thin paper. Tomoe River. Uh, if paper. you're a person like me who sort of presses hard when you write, you might get that, you know, on the flip side of the page, the little bumpy outline of the letters, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. If the pencil board is just. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's, um, yeah, so the their paper, it's so thin. But what's funny is if you use a fountain pen and even like the really wet ones, it doesn't soak through. It's really, really great paper. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't soak through, but if you press like I do, yeah, you just a ball of tension and you push down on that pen like me, um, you're going to get that little bump on the other side. You're sort of like creating a topographical map <laughs> as you write. Uh, the pencil board is this little thin piece of flexible plastic uh, that is sized just larger than the piece of paper, and you can slip it underneath uh, the page you're writing on to prevent that from happening. Is it the most necessary tool in the world? Absolutely not, but it certainly makes it nicer. <laughs> if that's it, sort of your does thing. It, does it have lines on it? So like it, you can use it as a guide as you write? Oh, there's many, many styles and designs to choose from. Oh, nice. um, I just went with plain old fashioned blue, but you can get anything from a checkerboard to a cookie monster uh, okay. on the pencil board. That's up to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you to make your own aesthetic decisions. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, but they're I... relatively... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying they're relatively inexpensive. They do ship from Japan, so it's going to take a little bit of time, and you're going to have to worry about shipping. But if this is something that you think will make your writing experience more pleasant, I say have at it. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're writing that hard that you need a 
you need that piece of plastic under your your paper i maybe maybe talk to someone dave i don't know <laughs> are you saying there might be something else at play uh possibly i don't know if, if you're if you're writing to-do lists and you're you know really angry so angry that you're going through the page i don't maybe take a step back do you do you need to do that to do <laughs> 2020 was a rough year we're all still coming down yep but enough about that um, as usual, we will have links to both of our Tools of the Week in Discord in the TOTW, the Tools of the Week channel. Indeed. But for now, um, I think we've delayed enough. Let's talk to our guest, Brooks. Like I said earlier, you wear many hats and do many things over at Asians Efficiency. So tell us a little bit about uh, the site and what you do there. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, I am being very Canadian, but I'm going to go against type. Uh, just a minor correction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, my last name is uh, Duncan, not Dunn. Brooks and Dunn oh, is uh, sorry. Brooks and Dunn is my nemesis uh, country and <laughs> country and Western act. <laughs> so, you know, the oh. Canadian part of me should be just like, just quietly, don't say anything, but I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to go against type because this is all about uh, this this episode is all about like New Year and renewal, so I'm gonna start start early. <laughs> well, I'm very sorry, uh, and, I, and I'm and I'm glad you did. No worries at all. Yeah, so I like you said, I am a part of the team at Asian Efficiency, uh, and I'm also the co-host of the Productivity Show, which is a mm -hmm. which is a productivity podcast. Uh, I checked, Dave. If I'm not mistaken, you've been on the the podcast at least three times. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Um. um <laughs> Yeah, I think it was three. I think you hold the record for the most times as a guest, so that's great, Harry. We're gonna have to get you on there as well. You gotta catch up to <laughs> catch up to Dave. Uh, yeah, but like you said, um, I do a lot at Asian Efficiency. Other people might know me online from a website, another website called Document Snap. Uh, that's kind of where I became a little known before I joined the Asian Efficiency team. That's all about mm -hmm. going paperless. Uh, so yeah, wear a lot of different hats. I'm happy to, to go into the type of stuff that I do, uh, but definitely my my life is not boring, that's for sure. <laughs> Keeping busy, as they say. So you're you're a podcast host. You're um, you run the site. You know what? How how do you how do you juggle everything right now? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing. Uh, we have a team of seven people. And so Tan, uh, the founder is named Tan. I know, uh, Dave, you know him. Uh, mm -hmm. I do a bunch of different things there. I do podcasting. I write blog posts. I will set up the integrations between our systems and do some programming sometimes. I create online courses. I uh, set up stuff in our marketing automation system. I coach our customer success team and help them, uh, you know, with stuff how that they have to work on. Uh, so yeah, it's all like a, a bunch of different things that I have going on. Um, as for how how to how to do all that, uh, really, it's a matter of the kind of stuff we talk about on the podcast, productivity type stuff. You know, time blocking, uh, prioritization. Uh, going going dark as far as getting distracted and stuff like that. It's it's kind of a mix of all those different things. Planning your day, planning your week. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it, but I like it because it's not just doing one thing over and over again. Every every day is a bunch of different different crazy stuff going on. Uh, so I'm always shifting gears, which I which I actually really really like. My background is in accounting and uh, computer programming, <laughs> so. Those things both, uh, you know, they, they're great, uh, but they're quite different than what I'm doing now. Nice. I'd say, yeah, absolutely. 
we want to talk about you know being productive in the new year and any prep uh, you might do to ensure that. But before we do, Harry, I think we should talk about this week's sponsor. That's right. Today's episode is sponsored by NetSuite. If you're a business owner, you know that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com homework. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com homework in all caps. Again, that's netsuite.com homework, H-O-M-E-W-O-R-K. Thank you to NetSuite for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, big thanks to NetSuite for their continued uh, support of the show. So, Brooks, I know it's a little late, but Happy New Year. Oh, it's okay. We celebrate it differently in Canada, so it's all good. Like Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Thank you. Happy New Year to you guys as well. <laughs> Thank you. So, as we prepare to look into the new year, um, we were both talking about things we've done to sort of in help ensure a you know productive uh, 12 months. Um, from reviewing the tools we use to reviewing our physical space and systems as well. So I wanted to ask, do you have any work or productivity-related practices that you put into place uh, at the beginning of a year? Yeah, this is something that I, actually has changed for me a lot over the mm -hmm. years. Um, I used to be kind of like take the YOLO approach, <laughs> just yeah. kind of roll with it. Don't really, don't really think too much about it. Uh, and you know, obviously if you, if you don't make any goals, if you don't make any, if you don't like take any action, then you're, you're, you'll never fail at anything. Uh, and that, so obviously that worked. Okay. The only thing about that is then I found that. I would be doing kind of like the same thing every year. Like I would, be, it's almost like a rut. Like, yeah, some improvements would happen, uh, but it would be kind of like organic. It wouldn't be anything that I drove. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I tried different things. I used to do this, this every year. I used to do this big annual planning spreadsheet from Chris Gillibo. I, I don't know if you uh, are familiar with his work. I used to go to his conferences, the World Domination Summit and stuff like that. Uh, and every year, he, I don't know if he still does it, but he would do this annual review process and there would be this big spreadsheet. Um, so what I would do is I would go through this big spreadsheet, plan my uh, plan the things I was going to do in the year, have milestones, have like targets. I was very structured. Um, and I actually just came across one of those spreadsheets the other day in my Google Drive. And it was titled, What's, what, what Brooks's Life Will Look Like in 2013. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, I got to check this out. Uh, and basically, I had all these different, different goals on there, but I found that I didn't actually accomplish very many of them. I, mm. I kind of forgot about them by the end of the first quarter. So now I tried it. Like it, that was a little too structured and too trying to plan out a whole year. Mm -hmm. So now I kind of try to keep it more simple. I, what I do is I review the last year. So I keep a, a journal more or less every day. So 
when I get to the end of the year, I kind of look back through my journal for the last year, see if there's anything, any like trends I notice, things that I can learn from this year, uh, and then kind of like come up with some things I might want to improve or change for this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I try to only make quarterly goals. I find if I try to, uh, or quarterly plans, if I try to go farther than that, uh, it doesn't really happen. So yeah, I, I just try to keep it simple and maybe look ahead the first, the next three months. I find that a little more successful for me anyway. Nice. I want to also, no, go ahead, Harry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was curious, you know, how, how has COVID affected the way you operate? Well, for me, it actually hasn't affected it that much. Um, I've been <laughs> I've been working from home for it's about to be eleven years now. So mm-hmm. so that part hasn't been different. Yeah, in fact, I've been a, a longtime homework listener. Uh, I was around back when it moved from seventy decibels to five by five. You know, way back oh, then. Gosh, that was the old yeah, <laughs> and the thing I liked about it back then was it was you know, you guys are in such a a good place because back then nobody was talking about working from home. So those of us who did work from home, you know, we, it it was great. Now things have flipped. Whereas, you know, the whole world is (laughs) so many, you know, those who are fortunate enough to be able to do that, not everyone is, but for those who are, you know, the whole world is working from home. So, uh, it's, it's relevant that way. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, to answer your question, uh, I've been working from home for 11 years. So that part hasn't been different. I still go to the same room. Um, Everything I do is over Zoom and Slack anyway. Uh, The main difference for me is in that 11 years, I've basically been at home alone during school hours anyway. Uh, I've had the house to myself. But now since the pandemic started, my my wife is working from home. My kids are home most of the day. Uh, So that part has been a big, big uh, adjustment for sure. It's mm. it's funny um, that you talk about you know that everyone no one was talking about working from home back then when when the show was back in the early days uh, when I reached out to Dave and was like hey have you thought about restarting homework I feel like you know that's a really good time to talk about it everyone's working from home right now and I did a little research online and and I'm looking to see if anyone had started any home work home working from home podcast and I, my first thought was oh God no one's going to listen to us this is already covered. <laughs> Everyone's talking about working from home now, but you know, we have, we have some listeners. Yeah, I I think it's, I think it's great. And, and every, and the, the thing about it is it, um, it came on so suddenly also, uh, that a lot of people started in not ideal situations. So I think now people are able to breathe a little more and research and figure out what it is that they want, that they want to do. Like my wife is still working from our uh, a, t- a chair from our dining room and a, her vanity. <laughs> so we were just talking about this conversation this yesterday that this weekend, she's going to go back to her office. Finally, after working from home almost a year, go back to her office and get, wow. you know, her office chair and that sort of thing. I think a lot of people are now trying to optimize and that sort of thing. Um, going back to your previous question about things I do for the new year. Uh, that's another thing I do as well is I try to use a new year as an excuse to do things like make those kind of annoying changes to my workspace that I've been meaning to make for a while and, and, uh, haven't done. So like, and usually it's something tech related. So this year, for example, I switched all my Google authenticator stuff into one password, uh, something I've been meaning to do forever. And finally I ripped off Mm -hmm. the bandaid and did it. Um, also I've had this monitor and laptop arm, for my standing desk that's been sitting on my office floor for 
I'm going to say at least a month, if not more, that I've been, that I've been meaning to, to put on. But, you know, it's just such a pain taking all the monitor off and stuff like that. Uh, so finally, in this new year, I'm like, nope, it's the new year, new, you know, new year, new me. Uh, and I finally, like, took everything off my desk and did it. So stuff like that I try to do in the new year as well. Yeah, I think it's a great time to not only do those projects that have been basically waiting for your attention, but make those little optimizations. Like uh, Harry and I both redid the, our physical space and I wanted more things just within reaching distance. Um, I've talked about my Ikea desk. It's like a battleship. It's so big. And there were times where I was just, oh, I'd have to reach and get a note card. I'd have to reach and get this. And sometimes yeah. I was just, you know, you know, exercising the height of laziness. And I would just say, ah, forget it. So I moved things around so I could reach it all. And, you know, I'm saving one second, two seconds here. But over the course of the year, you know, I'll save several minutes of, of time that I would have spent just fiddling around with something that wasn't where I needed it to be. Now, I'm lucky enough to have a battleship-sized desk. Like you said, your wife was working on the vanity. Um, and I'm sure there are other people who, like you said, didn't intend to work from home, but have the work-from-home life thrust upon them because everything we're dealing with. Um, but the... The real importance there, and it sounds like your wife did this successfully too, was just designate a space. It could even be one chair at the end of the dining room table or whatever it is, um, which is your workspace. So you sort of get in the mindset to work when you sit down and it also signals to you know the other humans you live with that I'm at work right now. Yes, um, I think you're absolutely right about setting up your, your workspace in a way where you can where you can just grab stuff and have things, important things at arm's length. Like it's changes like that make have such knock on effects. Uh, and speaking of changes thrust on you, uh, not this year, but the year before, uh, we did a, a reno at home and it's like these things often do. It started with a kitchen reno and, and ended up spreading throughout the entire house, including yes. my office. And we ended up moving out to my uh, in-laws house for a month and a half while it was all being done. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the impact of that is I had the opportunity, not uh, not by my choice, but but it happened. Uh, I had the opportunity to redo my office. So I did the exact same thing. Like I have this um, right behind me. I have this place where uh, papers can go and it's just within arm's reach. And it's, you know, I got one for to file, to scan, you know, that sort of deal uh, and recycling bins as well. And just having that at arm's reach has me meant that paper cluttering up my desk is just gone because it's yeah. so easy for me. It's just as easy for me to put it in the, in the to scan place than it is for it to just sit on my desk. Uh, so those type of changes, you, you, like you said, it, on one hand, you think of it, 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 yeah, it only saves like a second, but it just has, these things can have such knock-on effects. Yeah, I'm, I'm a stacker. I'm a piler. And I know that if, if the least resistance thing to do is to just put it on top of a pile, that's what I'll do. So I have to sort of, I call it, I have to do future me a favor and set up a system that will be even easier than just making a stack. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are professional organizers, and uh, they're they're yelling at their phones right now when you talk about piling. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. I, at least I'm I'm acknowledging that it's a problem. <laughs> so earlier you mentioned creating these quarterly goals for yourself. Now, in the most recent episode of the Productivity Show, I think it's um, number three thirty six, you talked about keeping your goals visible and in front of you. Um, can you tell mm. us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, this is something that um, this is something that I, you know, I, I mentioned that that spreadsheet from 2013, <laughs> uh, where you know uh, I had places to review my goals and all that sort of stuff, but it was buried in a Google spreadsheet that I never looked at, mm. which means I basically forgot about it. Uh, you know, mm. I just went on, you know, you, and you don't do it intentionally. It's just you go on living your life, you get busy, uh, sure. and you know, we humans, we tend to, to shift back to what we know. So this is actually something, I don't know if you've ever read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, really good book. List for a long time, but I've not. Yeah, read. highly recommend it. And one of the things he talks about, which I think is totally true, is that the most powerful human uh, sense is, especially for doing things like uh, achieving goals or being reminded of habits, is sight. Where if you see something, you are way more likely to actually do it. And, you know, a canonical example is like, let's say you want to learn how to play guitar. <laughs> uh, you know, if you have, if your guitar is sitting there right beside your desk, you're going to be more, mo or so far, whatever, you're going to be way more motivated to just pick it up and practice versus if you, if it's in a closet and you have to remember, oh, it's practice time, you know, it's much less likely. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of different ways you can keep your goals visible. You could, what some people do is have it like on a whiteboard or maybe get a, 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 a notice in the task, man like set a recurring task manager uh, notification to, 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 of your goals, like to do your habits and remind you of your goals. Um, some people will change their desktop wallpaper, go to Canva and just whip up a, a desktop wallpaper, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with their goals written, you know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it is that keeps your goals visible to you, uh, it's going to be much more likely that you're going to be successful at achieving them. Uh, it's funny. Year, my years ago, my parents used to own a music store and studio, and I used to teach there on the weekends. I would teach guitar, bass and saxophone. And we sold a lot of stands to people for the instruments because I we would always tell them, if you want your kid to play the saxophone and, and get good at it, buy them a stand so they can put the sax in the stand or the guitar, whatever it is, and they see it out. And when they see it out, they will pick it up and play it because if they leave it in their case, like you said, they're just going to forget about it or they're going to say, I don't want to do all that work of taking it out of the case and putting the read on and all this other stuff. So, yeah, we, we used to sell a ton of stands because we – that that was how we we sort of tricked the parents into buying them and tricked tricked the kids into <laughs> practicing. Yep, it's uh, I I played saxophone in high school and that's a hundred percent right. If you've got to haul it out of the case, very unlikely you're gonna you're gonna practice. Yep. You know you you've been working from home for a long time, like you said, um, eleven years, and so I'm sure when it was just you in the house, you had built up routines with the family, and you know you work for a certain amount of time, and then when everybody gets home, you know things change, and and you know you go into dad husband mode, and I'm totally familiar with that, and so and so and <laughs> so is Dave. We're all familiar with it, but now mm -hmm. everyone's home, and so you know things have been blending more. So how are how have things changed for you now that your wife? is home and your kids are home a lot more of the time you know how has your routine changed and, and the way you get your work done yeah and it's also changed over the the age of my kids uh yeah. working from home that long <laughs> working from home that long that that has changed for um and, and yeah the, like really the the routine used to be i would like make them wake up make them uh, do my morning routine stuff 
make them uh, lunch and then they would head off to school. Uh, and then I would have the whole house to myself until after three o'clock. Then they'd come home, we'd hang out for a little bit, and then I'd come back downstairs and work. Now, like like we all said, there it's a little different for my wife because she just heads up to the 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 bedroom and we don't really see each other too much throughout the day. You know, sometimes we'll run into each other in the kitchen or whatever. But one thing that has really changed is is establishing those boundaries, having to establish those boundaries that if I'm doing something, uh, then hopefully they're not going to, you know, come down into the, into the office. And if I'm like trying to do focus work or something like that, um, they, they will hopefully know not to, not to come down and come in. It's a lot easier now that they're teenagers. Um, well, easier and not easier in some ways. Um, and also just like a, this is like a, uh, a niche as we say in Canada to what I do. But, uh, when you're doing things like recording podcasts, webinars, creating courses, um, noise can be a big problem. So it takes a lot of communication in the in the house to say, hey, I need it to be quiet from 1 to 2 p.m., uh, you know, please. And so we've kind of developed systems for how to communicate all that. That's something we've talked about before, Harry, is just having that conversation with the other people you live with, that between these hours or when I'm in this room or, you know, when I put hang the red hat on the door, um, I'm at work and I just, I need it to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just love how it sounds like you and your wife have just become coworkers at this point. And so you run into each other at the water cooler. Like, Oh, did you catch that episode yeah. of the office last night? Like, that's, that's what it sounds like. It's really funny. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, and the, you know, it's, you know, I, the way I describe it probably sounds like it all works smoothly. It doesn't all, always work smoothly. Like sometimes I'll be working on something and she'll come down to tell me about something in her day. <laughs> and, you know, you, so you, ha you have the, those hats you need to juggle, right? You're the, right. the focused work from home person on one hand, but you're also the, uh, the husband who wants to um, communicate with your family and same with the kids, you know, they might want to tell me something that happened at school or mm -hmm. show me some awesome TikTok that, <laughs> that they saw uh, yeah. that they think I would like. And so it's, you know, it's a balancing act. It doesn't always go smoothly. And, you know, sometimes I'm recording a podcast and then all of a sudden I'll hear them yelling at their friends on the Xbox. Uh, so, it, you know, it doesn't always go smoothly, but I think what happens a lot of time is people don't, people complain about the challenges of working from home, but don't take proactive action to at least try to, to manage some of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 certainly true. Do you do you have any ways of communicating throughout the day? Like I assume text messages, but like do do you have certain tools throughout the day to help uh I guess make it a little smoother? Like for example, we have the echo dots throughout the house and so all we use the announce feature constantly. And so out of the blue I'll hear ding dong, can I have some water? Like that's that's the kind of thing I'm, <laughs> I'm dealing with all the time. Do you do you have stuff that, you know, helps make this run a little smoother with you and your family? Yeah, I do actually. And this is, uh, this is something that has really, really been powerful for us. It was useful. For, and it's funny. Uh, and that is creating a family calendar. And this is something that it, it's funny. It's, it's almost like, I'm sure you guys have talked about on the podcast too. Like, it's almost like there's two phases. There's like before times, uh, and after times when it comes to COVID, yeah. um, <laughs> before times where the, where the family calendar has been really, really powerful is just all the stuff that you have going on in the family, like soccer practices, um, basketball, 
stuff, uh, trips, you know, mom's away, dad's away, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the family calendar was really, really helpful for everybody knowing what's going on uh, throughout the week. So what the, the routine we have is every Sunday, theoretically we, but generally me, uh, will go and update the calendar. It's just a whiteboard at the bottom of the stairs. It's nothing fancy. Um, we'll update the calendar with the stuff that's going on throughout the throughout the week. And then uh, usually we'll like kind of like talk about it. At the beginning, we would have these family meetings every Sunday where we would kind of review it. That's kind of gone by the wayside, but everybody, because it's at the bottom of the stairs, uh, everybody everybody sees it. Um, so that is really, really powerful because what we initially thought of doing is just having a Google calendar or something like that, something like that. But what we found it, we do, which we do have a shared Google calendar as well, but I feel like there's nothing better than having a big whiteboard at the bottom of the stairs that everybody sees every single time you come down on the stairs and you just almost can't help looking, uh, looking at it when you're, when you're coming down. So number one, uh, when we had a crazy schedule, as many families do, that was helpful. For number two, which is now that the schedule is definitely less crazy, but we're all home, uh, it, it's almost a flip where I will put podcasts. I will put, uh, like the, like my, <laughs> my family was saying to me, what, you have a podcast at 5 p.m.? And I explained, yeah, something different. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and and that was that was something that they saw on the calendar. Uh, and so, uh, my wife will have stuff on there. We'll have kids stuff on there as well. But it it's it's a way to communicate to the whole family that this is what's happening when and the things that impact them. I don't put like my whole day on there, just right. the things that impact the family essentially. But yeah, we text message as well. Um, uh, there's a lot of me yelling upstairs, <laughs> Hey guys, you, five minute warning, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. but, oh, yes. uh, but it all, it all works very smoothly relative or sorry, I should say relatively smoothly. <laughs> you kind of touched on this, but I still want to ask when does working from home get difficult? Uh, yeah, well, that is, <laughs> uh, that is definitely, that is definitely one of them is the, the need for quiet, uh, yeah. And for, for me, that's recording. For other people, it might be just like focusing. Um, mm. So that is the, the one thing uh, is, is that concept. The other thing, which is, again, a little less due to, <laughs> due to COVID, but I find, and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, I find that people who don't work from home don't necessarily, don't, don't like fully, like they get that you're working at home, mm -hmm. but they don't really get it. So, so they, they, they understand that you're at home working, but then if they need you to, to call somewhere, or if they want some help, I don't know, loading, loading something heavy, or if they yes. have a question, you know, they will in the middle of the workday, they'll, they'll text you or call you up or something like that. Uh, and so it's that, that concept to other people of yes, Working from home really is work. We're not sitting at home watching Netflix all day. Uh, you know, it is it is real work. Now, I think again, now that more people are working from home now, I have a feeling that's not going to be as much of a thing. Uh, but doing it for eleven years, I've definitely definitely experienced it all. Yeah, before all of this, I my wife would would see me working because where I the firm I was working for a long time ago, um, they would let you work from home here and there if you really needed it, but 
it it wasn't really something everybody did. So when I did have to do it, you know, she'd be like, well, I know you're working, but I also need you to do laundry and call this person and call the bank and do this. And it was like, oh, okay, hold on. I'm working and this is my work day. And if I have time, I will take care of these other things. She's like, no, 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 no. you're going to get this done. And so things have changed now. Like you said, like now everybody's doing this and it's, it's clear, like, you know, where everybody is working nine to five or honestly longer. It's probably more like eight to six, seven to seven. You know, it, it really mm-hmm. ha- has turned into an all day kind of thing. But I, I think it, the, the stigma and the, the belief like, oh, you're working from home. You must just be, like you said, watching Netflix or playing games or something like that's yeah, like uh, I remember one time I was recording a webinar and uh, I could see my phone ringing and it was my mother-in-law. And of course, you know, obviously I'm doing a webinar. I'm not going to pick it up. And then a couple of minutes later, because she lives very close to us, a couple of minutes later, I can see her. I had my window, the shades open. I could see her <laughs> banging on the window, <laughs> trying to get my attention. And, and it's like, how do you communicate? <laughs> how do you communicate? Like, I'm not ignoring you, but I also cannot, <laughs> I cannot interact with you. And yeah, that's the sort of stuff that can happen happen when you work from home yeah it's it's funny a, a lot of places now i think because everyone's doing it and they you know we're, we're basically living our lives while we're working from home they've become a lot more forgiving and, and almost welcoming of like oh the cat jumped into my lap or my kid has walked into the room and so when you know i'm on a conference call on video chat and my son walks by and it's like oh who's that and it's like oh bring him on bring him on like let's see him and let's talk to him and say hi so you know i i, I feel like you know companies are, are really more understanding now out since we're all in the same boat. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think people. I think that is something people have traditionally stressed about is looking super professional. Not so much in a dress sense, but in a yeah, in a uh, in a don't like stress out about things like that happening. But I think now everybody understands that the dog is going to knock over the. <laughs> The plants, you know, the the yeah. the kids are gonna walk in, walk in the room with you know their shirt off or whatever, and it's just something that is gonna happen. Are you Harry? Does that mean my dogs barking are going to make it into the show one of these weeks? Of course, every time. If if I if I <laughs> well, they're not gonna come up into script as part of this transcript. So yes, they're probably gonna end up in the in the the show at some point. Um, it's <laughs> the breakout stars. Yep. If you so Brooks, if you know you talked about how you have the analog calendar, which for me I can't do analog calendars in any way. We have a shared calendar in the family, and I'll just see stuff pop up, and it's like, oh, I guess we're doing that now. So for me, I if it's not in my my phone or on my computer, and it's not like blinking at me that I have to do it in fifteen minutes, I don't see it. Um, but for other things, you know, are you mostly a, an analog person or are you mostly a digital person? What what's the divide there? Oh no, I'm like 99.9% digital. Um, and we do, and that is like one of the few exceptions we do have, uh, like I said, we do have a shared Google calendar, but that's mainly my wife and I. So we will, like you said, if, if there's something that needs to happen throughout the week, like a appointment or something like that, yeah, that, that has to be on the Google calendar because that is like the canonical calendar, I guess, in the family It's just trying to get my kids to be on a Google calendar and check it. I mean, I don't know if it's more successful. Oh, I don't know how old your kids are, but uh, it, maybe it's more successful for you. But uh, at least in our family, um, you know, saying to them, it's on the Google calendar, it's just not going to work. So sometimes you got to go where you got to go where the people are. Uh, yes. And it just so happens that coming down the stairs is where everyone is at some point during the day. So that's been successful for us. But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I enjoyed your analog and digital episode, uh, but I am super digital. I, I've I've 
sort of I used to be very analog focused and I I'm still I probably 6040 at this point 6040 digital so um you know I I still love my fountain pens and my pencils and my notebooks and things and it's fun <laughs> but it's not where I get most of my work done these days I I think a lot of my work now and just for space saving and ease of use and portability it's just it's all become digital now yeah, that was one of the things I had when uh, when I was more known for the paperless stuff. Uh, I'm now more known for the you know the productivity show stuff. But uh, when I was more known for the paperless stuff, <laughs> people would always give me a hard time. I used to carry around the feet. I'm sure you both know the field notes notebooks. Oh, yeah. uh, I used to I used to carry them around. And one time I was at a conference and pulled one out to jot somebody down, jot, jot something down and. People were so shocked that they were taking pictures of me. <laughs> Brooks is writing on paper, so <laughs> so you know you got to live the brand. But uh, oh, uh, I, I and you know I, I learned a lot about uh, Dave. May, did a project for us uh, putting a, a little course together about bullet journals, uh, and I've always like fascinated about the the bullet journal concept. It seems so great, uh, but I know myself enough to know that uh, I'm just not going to be a bullet journal person, even though I, I like the concept. Same. I can tell you, if you want to get people gawking, um, put your grocery list on an Apple Newton and bring that to the store. Eat up, Mark. You get all kinds of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about uh, your digital tools, your calendar. Do you have a favorite productivity tool? Oh, man. If I have to pick just one, yeah. uh, I'm probably going to say mind node which i know you both know oh, yeah. um but that is if i'm like thinking about what my favorite productivity tool is uh it's probably mind node I, i'm a i'm a massive mind mapper anytime i need to plan or think something out or brainstorm uh i even take notes from if i'm reading a book uh, i'm taking i take notes in a mind map uh, i'm just a super mind mapping person um, so I'm always working on some sort of mind map uh, in my node. And then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like known on the AE team for if I'm brainstorming something out, I will just throw a export a PNG and throw it into a mind map and throw it into Confluence or Jira or something if I'm sending plans to people. So yeah, my number one super favorite is probably mind node. Awesome. Do you have any any tips for for anyone looking maybe to go paperless or to better manage their time? Um, anything to share? Uh, well, if you're looking to go paperless, I would say my number one tip is to give some thought to how you're going to organize your documents. Because where people get into trouble is they will like scan a bunch of documents, whether it's with your phone or with a scanner or whatever, uh, and then are not able to find it again. Um, so I would have some sort of, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this like huge filing structure. In fact, I would say the simpler, the better, or the more simple, the better. Um, uh, I would say just have a very simple uh, filing structure and use some sort of like naming convention, ideally with a date in it, uh, so that you can find these things later. Oh, so so for uh, for paperless, that's what I would say. For work from home productivity, um, I'm very new to this, but I'm gonna say embrace naps. <laughs> and I, I say this as somebody who's always been in the camp of saying like I'm not a napper. Like I just never thought I could nap. Uh, but maybe a year and a half ago, I started because you always hear about the benefits of of napping. Uh, so I started taking these like targeted twenty to thirty minute naps basically 2 p.m. pretty much every day whenever that 
is possible. Uh, and it's just made such a big difference for my energy and focus levels in the afternoons. I don't have to drink coffee in the afternoon. I don't have to have green tea. Uh, I just get way more done uh, than if I'm trying to power through. So if you're able to nap, even for just like 15 minutes, that to me, that's like one of the benefits of working from home that you rarely can do uh, when you're working in an office. Uh, so I say, why not take advantage if you're able to do it? Not everyone is. Very nice. I like that one a lot. I It's funny, when I was younger, I used to hate napping and not because I just I hated missing things or, or not being a part of anything, but because every time I took a nap and then woke up, I would feel weird and like... I, like clammy and and just kind of not myself for the rest of the day like I, I my body wasn't used to just sleeping in the middle of the day and then as I got older like like you said like a 15 20 minute nap just to sort of refresh and, and recharge a little bit I, I actually wake up feeling better than I did when I first woke up in the morning yeah it's quite amazing yeah very nice Dave do you have anything else or shall we let this gentleman go for the the evening I think we should, the last question is, um, where can people find you and, and your work online? Yeah, uh, I'm at Brooks Duncan at all the usual places, Twitter, Instagram. I don't po post that often, but sometimes I do. Uh, and then I guess the productivity show.com. If you want to check out the podcast, you can find me there and that will lead you everywhere else that I am. Excellent. Yep. The, the productivity show is great. Um, I'm not just saying that because I've been on, <laughs> but it's a really, it's a really great show. Um, I always learn stuff. So I really liked when you were talking about keeping goals visible. So I'm going to, I'm going to practice that uh, this year and, and see if I can be more successful than I've been in the past. Nice. So uh, thanks so much for coming on and joining us. Uh, Harry, where can people find you online? You can find all of my stuff at linktree, linktr.ee slash hcmarks. Uh, I am uh, the same, but slash Dave Kalo. Now, if you want to read the show notes uh, accompanying this episode, that is at 5by5.tv slash homework slash 262. Yep. I uh, did it right, Harry. <clears throat> Nailed it. Also, um, over on the Discord, we are putting all of the um, tools of the week in the, uh, the tools of the week channel for you to read. And if you like this show, please go give it a star rating or a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you find your shows. It really, really does help people find the show and share it with their friends. Harry, am I missing anything? Uh, next week, we have a very fun episode planned. Next week, we have a very fun episode planned. It is with um, the guys from the Erasable podcast are going to be here to join us for, for a little bit of fun. Yep. Uh, we'll have more on that soon or should we just talk about it Harry? you know what i'll do is i'll recommend join the discord because we're going to record it live in the discord um and it's it they're they're all going to be there it's going to be a big party i think so you know if you want to listen in i highly suggest you join the discord and, and join us next thursday night that's february 4th i believe uh eight o'clock eastern 8 p.m eastern yep we will be in pitched battle the game is on <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for listening to the show. Brooks, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I know it's right around dinner time, so we really appreciate yes. uh, you spending part of your night with us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, really exciting. Great. Uh, and thanks to you for listening. We'll talk to you real soon. And until then, go get some work done. Bye. Bye. Bye.